Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer is our favorite word in the dictionary. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we are the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Professor and the Madman, a nonfiction book, and I forgot who By wrote it. By Simon Winchester. There you go. Inventor of the Winchester rifle. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> Not. <laughs> the story of, basically, a partial story of how the Oxford Unabridged Dictionary was written. Dictionary in more than one way. Oh, yeah. Focusing on a uh, professor and a madman. Speaking so of madness, next week. <laughs> what is the first title. beer? Oh, yeah, yeah, what is that? It is by Destination Unknown in collaboration with Common Roots, and it's called Unknown Roots. Like some words in the dictionary. Like no one knows where the word sofa comes from. They've never been able to figure it out. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> there are plenty of words where, like, like, on the fritz, you look that up and they're like, oh, it's Yiddish. Gotta no. be Yiddish. It sounds Yiddish. And it's not. It's not. Uh, it, this is a sour ale with Sauvignon Blanc grapes and Nelson Sauvin hops. Hmm. Okay. I don't know what the fuck that means. That is a very light amount of sour. Yeah. It's a little tart. Like a Wait, very white wine kind of We need flavor. a synonym for light. A much light. Not heavy. <laughs> Unheavy. A, a great light. amount of levity. <laughs> Bright. Buoyant. I kind of like Effervescent. This. Yeah. Effervescent. It's fine. I actually it's like okay. this a lot. Yeah. It's quite nice. So it's unknown roots because they had to look up words because they were making the dictionary. And uh, we were originally just going to read the dictionary, but that was going to be boring. <laughs> and we'd run out of beers real quick. <laughs> we could do an episode for each letter. I would Here, kill myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, what did you think of the word quixotic? What did you think about that one? <laughs> I really liked gerrymander. <laughs> it was kind of all over the place. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really get the edges. Didn't see the end coming. Up. So, uh, yeah. so this is a nonfiction book. And it is really mainly about two people, one of which is named Professor. <laughs> it's named, <laughs> and the other one is Marianne. James Murray, who was sort of became the main person leading the whole organization that that compiled the Oxford English Dictionary. This book is kind of like an exercise in nerd history. Oh, because you you would never think about this shit otherwise. Nope. Everyone takes a dictionary for granted, but I had no idea about any of but this. But actually writing it the first time was kind of difficult, and then so that's the kind of difficult. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it for took sure. decades. It was very difficult, and he died long before it was finished. Anyway, and then the other main character is a doctor, William Chester Minor, who is a American, completely crazy person who happened to actually contribute a ton. In, while he was living in his insane asylum, he contributed a ton to the writing of the Oxford English Dictionary. Like the single largest contributor. Yeah. Of, of, now, it was him and one other guy they mentioned in passing. Who was also who crazy. Was also crazy. I think you've got to be kind of crazy to devote your life to this. So. Well, especially mm-hmm. when you think about the way they made it. It's kind of, yeah. kind of a crazy It's process. hard to do, you know, pre-internet. True. Like, let's write now letters you to just, each other. Now you just look everything up on OED.com and, you know. Or Urban Dictionary. <laughs> or Urban Dictionary. <laughs> So, uh, well, let's talk about why the guy's crazy and what happened to put him in the asylum. I guess it's the first part of this book, really. Yeah, so William Chester Minor, when he was young, he went off to a uh, military academy and then, well, or mainly he joined the army during the Civil War. Yeah, he's an old fucker. Although he actually, no, he was born in like Sri Lanka. Yeah. yeah. And then where he, where he the developed his affinity for young girls. Yeah, well, that is true. His parents were missionaries. And that was yep. his favorite position, it turned out. Yes, it's actually, easy to hold them down. <laughs> anyway, uh, and so he ended up back in the States, uh, 
and he w- needed a job. He became a doctor, and then he joined the military. And back he, when being a doctor was just like, can you saw off a leg? Sure. And how fast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know all of the humors? He was, by all accounts, like before he lost his mind, he was actually like a very intelligent, respected yep. guy. Mm-hmm. He stayed intelligent. Yeah, he just went fucking bananas. Yep. And then uh, well, something tragic, like something tra- traumatizing happens during the war. Like he has to, he has to brand an Irishman who <laughs> yeah, tries to desert. And he loses. I mean, his, well, I mean, I'm sure it was a, a multitude of things. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, this. I mean, the guy who wrote this is not a doctor or a psychologist. He's literally just a nerd. Yeah, word, he's just word a nerd. <laughs> kind of head, just a writer. Anyway, people just with a kind of mental illness, like I don't know what you would call it, paranoid schizophrenia. So it's definitely. Of, oh, he's got to be some kind of schizophrenic. Like he's seeing things that are not happening, and he's always thinks people are out to get him. Not just people, but like things are crawling under his otherworldly forces, and, and gremlins. Yeah. I mean, and he really believes... Anyway, so people, I would think that people with that kind of mental illness, it's not just you had a traumatic experience. It yeah. has to be both at least probably partly genetic. You can't, you you can't, like, you can't be forced into having schizophrenia, can you? Like, you, uh, you have it or you don't. I mean, you like, have a bad day and have schizophrenia. And you, yeah. But also, perhaps it was perhaps a, this very traumatic experience of, you know, having to treat all these people during the Civil War and really seeing a lot of these, ba- a bunch of pretty big battles. Many of his delusions were that Irish people were coming to get him. Yeah. <laughs> because... Well, that part was true. <laughs> anyway, so perhaps that... that it was like helped. a mix of PTSD yeah. and schizophrenia. At least that's how the author makes it seem. Yeah. It definitely makes sense. I mean, we're, it's, it's, it's a pop history book, and then he's playing pop psychologist, so whatever. Yeah. But he has to brand a dude, and then he kind of goes bananas, but he lives in... Uh, London, right? Yeah. He went to London. London. Well, he went to London just on a, like, short, like, I mean, short for that time, you know, almost like a trip just to relax because he was already showing definite definite signs of mental illness. And to visit the whores. And to visit the whores. Because he loved whores. He very much did. (laughs) And he would, and his main thing was he would just go and paint because he was a painter. And he would just... He would paint by day and a whore by night. And, and, like, landscapes and things. And then one night, or one very early one morning... He basically went out in the street and shot somebody and killed them. He thought the man had broken in and was running away. The guy was just going to work because he was the yep. saddest man in the world. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. tragic. <laughs> throughout the whole book, the author, Winchester, tries to kind of give that guy's story, but it always feels like such a throwaway. Like He had 11 children, <laughs> and they were, he was just trying to get to work at the fucking coal mine or some terrible... It was a brewery, it was a brewery. It was a brewery. A brewery yeah. Yeah. One, one line near the beginning of the book, they're describing that that town or whatever that like not in it wasn't technically in london at the time but it with the horrible smell of beer it was like the horrible Asshole. smell of of barley or something like that it's like whoa hold on and the horrible smell not of cool whores dude. there was a he was there like a lot of those, he yeah. was like basically like a sex addict <laughs> he was yeah. he went whoring all the time and he tried to fuck kids a bunch that back when that was okay that's gonna come back later in the book yes as well it's like kim kardashian <laughs> she hasn't come on her back uh so uh that's the one and so then he because he the relatively new um uh legal defense of insanity yeah has reached london he is held uh in a mental institution until her majesty's leisure or whatever yeah Yeah. Yeah. until the queen says it's okay and which is basically forever yeah because she's not gonna he was only like 30 something when yeah he he went there early in the 1880s or something like that or Mm -hmm. so he's sentenced to life but but he's also a veteran, and he's from a like well-to-do family, so he has an income of uh, a military pension. Yeah, he got his military pension, and so he has two. He has like the sweetest established, like sweetest room in the nut house. He's got 
Um, that's for sure. He, he actually has two nice, rooms. He has two nice rooms. Wing. One is his library, and where he has bottles of bourbon and a table to write at, and, and like a, a lot of really rare antique books. And then he's got his sleeping quarters, and he hasn't. He makes enough money to hire another asylum person to be like his butler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's not paying rent. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So he has this weird setup. Like it sounds like something out of like a shitty sitcom. It's because kind of like you know during the day he's like a totally reasonable person, and everyone like kind of likes him. He's like a, just a he's smart and personal, doing his thing, just being a gentleman of leisure in the nut house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, while this is revealed to us, they start talking about dictionary and the history of dictionaries. So we should have something else. Definitely. We should start with this one though, because it's alphabetical order, Michael. That is how dictionaries work. <laughs> this is D. That's in the dictionary. D is for Dewberry by Evil Twin. This is a Gosa style ale brewed with salt and Dewberry. I'm gonna tell you, what the fuck is a Dewberry, guys? Is uh, that in Mountain Dew? Yeah. <laughs> this is a Mountain Dew. Berry. Oh, it's an extreme berry. You're gonna be so fucking hyped after this. <laughs> You're going to record like 11 episodes. These berries kick ass. Barry could drive a monster truck. I hope they get to S for Surge Barry. <laughs> that is tart. Very tart. I don't, I, I have not, I will not leave today with a better understanding of what a dewberry tastes like. <laughs> yeah. It just tastes like salt, salt sour drink. Yeah, that's ugh, not my thing. I've never heard of a dewberry and I never will again. <clears throat> yeah. So Evil Twin has a series where it's like A was for apricot, B was for blueberry, C was for cherry. We've had the cherry one 11 times. <laughs> Have we had it more than once? I know we did. I think we had it twice. Had it twice yeah. yeah. I, I did not buy that this time. We had it for, for Frank, Frank and something else. I can't remember. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. Uh, they, well, at the store, they uh, also had an F, but I had to buy a four pack. It was F is for fruit salad. <laughs> I, I bought enough beers for this. <laughs> and I'm not going to like it to drink four of them. I remember we had that other salad beer that tasted like a, like a crazy salad bag beer. of smashed assholes. <laughs> what does that even mean? Smashed assholes? Yeah, they're smashed. Because the poop flows out of them. <laughs> okay. So, Dewberry beer. You know, this one's actually not bad. It's okay. I mean, it's tart. If, I would if say you, it's not that bad. If it's you not, gave this to me and said, this is a, have this lovely juice, I'd be like, okay, thanks for this lovely juice. <laughs> but I would never think this is a sour beer, which, you know, we talked about before. But, yeah. It's all right. I wouldn't want a lot of it. It's not something... It's 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 a uh, it's tart. It makes my tongue feel a little swollen. That's normal, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, the, the, they start giving the history of, and uh, who is it? The the first like there have been dictionaries since like the fifteen hundreds. Shitty mm-hmm. ones. And they were like eleven words to learn. <laughs> like, they, were they were only terrible, they were only interesting things. words. They they left out all the boring words like of and yeah. set <laughs> any preposition anything like thing that you knew like offhand like just you. The words that common people just knew. They didn't say, oh, we didn't bother writing that down. Every Common-educated fucking people. mouth breather knows that. But there was no comprehensive dictionary yeah, that you could use to look up the definition, the, I mean, the definition and the history of every single word, every single English word. So uh, Johnson had tried to do that right, the, in the 1700s, or I think. The, other, the, the one before that they keep talking about. And then he, he was famous for kind of like editorial. There were some like douchey, bougie definitions. Like yeah. oats, a thing that feeds horses in England or people in Scotland. There's something <laughs> yes. stupid like that. <laughs> <laughs> or um, like lexicographer, like a person who has a thankless job. Or like, yeah, <laughs> like a, I mean, it was kind of funny. Uh, but he also would just leave out words. Like I think the word knife isn't in that dictionary because like, that's a common word. Yeah. That's like a slang like word. Stuff you, didn't, stuff you assumed that you knew. You didn't need to like or learn, just that have a book about it. a learned person. But that took decades Also to because, make. you know, regular people couldn't fucking read. Why would they bother to have a dictionary? That's true. So this book was proposed in like the 1840s or something like that. Mm-hmm. They talk about the speech where a guy proposed making it. And everyone was like, jolly good idea. Let's wait 20 years. Let's table that. 
And then it took because we as le- lexicographers and linguists are very busy doing a lot of other stuff. We've just learned that they speak a language in India. <laughs> Let's learn <Yeah>. about that. <laughs> Sanskrit. What does they call it? <laughs> Her Majesty would like to know about this. So uh, eventually they start making and, and uh, Murray isn't even the first guy in charge because it takes forever. But yeah. eventually he becomes in charge of he it. He does the he does the majority of it. And their system is so fucking weird. I still so, don't 100% understand what they were doing. So I think what they were doing is they, well, first of all, they were having people, the volunteers, mm-hmm. to go look through books from the uh, 15th century, 16th century. <laughs> like, especially, like, the earliest books they could find. And having volunteers to go through books and on these little cards, when they get to an interesting word, write down the, you know, the, the place where it came from, like, the title and the date. They, and then, they're also and trying then to find, t- like, the earliest mention of a word. Yeah, exactly. That's a really important thing, the earliest mention. And so they're they're just collecting all these slips of like uh, date and then like when it was used in a sentence, like the sentence it comes from, you know, title, date, mm-hmm. author, stuff like that, page number. And so they're just call for volunteers. And it just so happens that Dr. William Chester Minor in his insane asylum has a ton of time on his hands yes. and a really extensive uh, book collection of pretty rare, pretty old books. And so Dr. Minor, he decides that he is going to just pick a book and start going through the book, and every time he gets to an interesting word, write it down. And so he ends up, and that's like, he does this like methodically, daily, every single day, for hours and hours and hours. And so he ends up collecting... All he has to do. He ends up collecting so many important definitions. Tens of thousands. Well, he and they, so they, they, I, I wasn't hundred percent sure, but was it that they were sending books? They said they sent they found a word and they would send the book and the page it was on, and so they found you know examples of the word, and then at the place they were sending them to, they those people would then come up with a definition. Yeah. So they yeah. were just finding examples and uses of words. Yeah. They, they like weren't so definitions. Definitions. Yeah. Like that. Okay. And so lots of words will have many different definitions. Like we'll have pages and pages, like and pages the word of definitions. Has a crazy number of de- definitions. For yeah. example. Usually and so, take the most. And so they would be working on uh, the dictionary people. They'd be working on the, the, you know, A, the letters for A. And so they would send out a little notice to all their volunteers. Send us examples of the word, examples that you have found of the word. I think it was art was the first one. Art was like the big, like, you know, which, is a, which is a difficult word with many, many definitions. And then most people would send in one example, two examples. But then they suddenly, they got this package from Dr. Minor with 25 examples. And it was clear already that this guy, because he, he wasn't even sending in all of them right away. He was making his own collection. He had his own filing system for all these different words. And he would be able, whenever the dictionary people were looking for def, uh, a very specific word or sentences for a very specific word, he would just have so many examples just oh, ready oh, to I go. have that one in my books. Yeah. And, and so he was incredibly helpful because he contributed tons of tons of entries. And he had so many things prepared ahead of time that whenever they needed a particular thing, he would be ready to just send it out to them. So he helped really like speed along the process, yeah. even though the process still took decades. But it was, would you say it was his, uh, his reference method? It was, that helped? yes. Oh, wow. How appropriate. That's weird. I think we have a beer for that. This is called Books. Check them out. <laughs> uh, this is a Pilsner, German-style Pilsner from also Common Roots, and it's called Reference Method. You brought this, Nate, right? I did. Jimmy so brought nothing. Quite pale. I bought... I bought other books for <laughs> other beers. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like it's... It's almost it's Almost, it's almost it's like non-existent. Sprite. It's weird. Well, German-style Pilsner is really a light, delicate kind of thing. It's one of the very this is like a ghost, difficult styles. It's like a ghost whisper. A ghost queef. <laughs> it's, got a little bit, it's, it's got a little more heft to it. 
a little more scent from under. But this uh, this is uh, uh, Pilsner is a, a difficult style to make to get a beer that clear and that like the balance. Of, it's hard to make. I don't know why you'd spend the time because I never really liked them. But this that's is so unobjectionable in every way that I don't care about it. I mean, this is a beer you could pound the dick out of it. Yeah. Like, imagine a giant style of beer. idea. Uh, well, <laughs> foreshadowing what's going to happen later in this book. He didn't pound anything. <laughs> well, he pounded his meat often. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a, it's a great weird. Pilsner, if you're into Pilsners. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost... It's not, it's not like, like a shitty Budweiser or like a watered-down beer. It's just almost not even there. It's weird. Well, it's like a very delicate balance of a little bit of hop, a little bit of like a grassy flavor, peppery kind of flavor. It's just very subtle. That's some snobby oh. shit. I agree. That's why I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fan. I just know that's what people are going to say. This. I mean, it's it's nice. It's fine. It does definitely have more flavor than Budweiser and. Uh, oh yeah, those. Even though those beers have a, are a similar style to a pilsner, they, they started out as pilsners and then they got yeah. f- butt fucked here in the states, just turned it into garbage and made them king. That's true. Yeah. So we have three more beers, and I really don't think there's much more book to talk about. There's, it's, well, it, there is. It's not a short book, but not much really... There's nothing really to recount. It yeah. just gives a lot of details about... A lot of details about making a dictionary. So, anyway, making the dictionary takes decades. And so, after 20 years, the guy who's head of the dictionary, whose name is... Did you say decades? It does take decades, right? <laughs> decades. James Murray. Dick. I was going to say Charles Murray, but that's definitely not it. Okay, uh, James Murray. Bill Murray. After 20 years. Oh, okay. <laughs> after like 20 years, they're like... Uh, they've put out the letter. Like They've got up to like ant, right? I want to say they're on ant. the letter C or the letter D, but they're not very far. I mean, for sure. Taking their sweet time. There's a... Somebody organized some sort of like uh, party or... For all the people who worked on a it, I mean, they're mostly party. volunteers. Yeah, <laughs> must be a really a wild party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> must be a really wild party for sure. But um, you have to know at least four words for party before you're allowed in. Uh, I'm trying to think of more. Uh, Hoot nanny, <laughs> <laughs> shindig, <laughs> extravaganza. All right, we got four. orgy. You know, and, and a lot of the people who were working on the dictionary, but these people, you know, because it's the 1880s or 1890s, they don't see each other. They only write letters. So most people have never met in real life. And there's like a party just for all the people who have been working on it for already for 20 years. And everyone thought this very mysterious William Chester Minor would show up, but he didn't. Like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> He's yep. just so busy. He's working on F right now. <laughs> <laughs> And He's then, busy. And then eventually, and, and, uh, the the address uh, the return address on all the uh, on, on all the things doesn't say insane asylum it just says it's like you know, back in the day addresses were different like yeah. nowadays you have to have everything exact or like I can't find this back then it was like send it to this city and find him like that's fine that's good enough yeah, yeah. that's how I mean, that worked you could hand it to a guy on another sailboat I'm like do me a favor when you get there just hand this letter to the next stranger you meet and they'll get it to me. <laughs> It's going to be cool. It was nuts. Yeah. It mm-hmm. worked. I don't understand how the fuck it worked. It but. must have worked so infrequently. <laughs> Many letters were never seen again. I can't, can't yeah, imagine definitely. it was effective. <laughs> I mean, shit, they didn't even have zip codes until the 1960s. Like, how did they send anything? Mm-hmm. You just knew. And this is back in like, third house past the large rock. <laughs> oh, I know exactly where you mean. It's on my route. Not the big yeah, so rock. anyway, and then. So that, yeah, they don't know that he's a nut. Eventually, they don't know he's a it's, it's, it's It crazy. sounds like it could be an estate. Yeah. Which is also a British kind of douchey thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't call your house 120 Flint Street. You're like, this is Balmoro or whatever. Like, isn't that one of the Queen's houses? Yeah, Balmoro. Balmoro. They, they always sound yeah. like scotches to me. So I don't really know. It's the same, same, you know, kind of name. But it's Crawthorn or something like that, right? Yeah. 
All right. So then what do they do, Nate? Uh, eventually, the head of the dictionary goes to visit this guy. And he just, well, apparently there are he some. He writes a letter. Like, can I visit he you? He writes a letter. Can I visit you? It's like, oh, no, I can. Um, that's not a really good idea. I've got a but lot of goes, stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> goes to visit him anyway uh, and finds out. That oh, it's an insane asylum. This person did, you've been you've been writing to for for twenty years now, he's crazy. I did like that in the book. They said they they told the story and they said, and that's how everyone thought it happened. But it was probably all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they didn't tell the. It was like oh, I came and knocked on the door and said hello. I'm here to see Doctor Miners. Like is this his estate? He's like actually, this is asylum. Asylum. He's a patient here. Well, he said, you what? must be Doctor Miner. Oh yeah. yeah. They bring him to a room and there's a guy who's like. Has his back to him, staring wistfully out of a window. You know, yeah. like, but in real life, it was like, desk. they probably wrote letters, and he probably knew ahead of time. It's, it, you can find it out. It was a shit. famous asylum, too. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't that dramatic. There's a little romance. Yeah. Starts with R. That's R. <laughs> Good letter, Michael. From the right. Latin. <laughs> Are all the rest of our beers for the... Nope, we're here. Eventually, they get to this letter. <laughs> ah! Oh, God. This is E. <laughs> it's for Elderberry. Which is what your mother smells like. <laughs> Only if your father was a hamster. No, no, it's your father smelled of elderberries. Oh, right, yeah. His mother was a hamster. Father, elderberries. I mean, if he was hitting that, they must have both smelled like elderberries a little bit. <laughs> he put so, it in with, her, with his elderberries. <laughs> which Charles Warner was getting older, and he did have berries at least. He, he kept those. He'd been in the <laughs> asylum yeah. for, what, mm-hmm. like 20 years at this point? At least? Yeah. Well, he, longer he, than he was contributing. So like 25, 30 years. Yeah, he, was, he was he had already been in the asylum for it was like five years before he found out about the dictionary. Yeah, this is a this is like a Kool Aid shade of red. I don't know what an elderberry is either, but I this tastes no exactly idea. like the other beer to me. I, can, I actually need to report the first one to test the difference. Yeah, I taste no difference whatsoever. Double fisted, Michael, like your whore mother. With my tiny, <laughs> tiny tasting cups. They're the same fucking thing to me. I cannot taste much of a difference. It's tart. <laughs> Maybe I mean, they're mislabeled. A lot of berries kind of taste the same. The elderberry is a little, it is a little different, but I can't tell you what's different about it. It's older. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's what I was trying to get. It's an old dewberry. <laughs> oh, shit. We forgot to can these. Wait, let's call, let's call it, it e for elderberries. <laughs> no one will know. Well, well played. <laughs> All right. So then instead of being repulsed and like, oh, crazy person, Mary's like, That's cool. Anyone yeah. who would put in their time must be crazy, so. Well, and they would just talk about words all the time, because they're both, they, this has both been the thing they're into for decades. I'm their so whole glad life, I'm not so. a gentleman of leisure in the olden times. <laughs> it sounds boring as fuck. <laughs> Either you work in a factory until you're dead at 40, or you talk about words and, like, the what idea of literature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we can Shut break and drink during that. <laughs> Don't give people can, ideas. <laughs> <laughs> talk about words. What is the point of this? Uh, and so they would, and apparently they're both... Um, they both looked like Father Christmas because they're both old men with long white beards. Yeah, they're both old at this point. Yep. When they first met each other. Yeah. And they're both like kind of similar, like tall, gangly guys. Like mm-hmm. they make a big deal about how tall one had, one and gangly, was gangly uh, Murray is. Like she's, his hands would like scratch his knees. Like he's, like, that's what it says in the book. Says, they were really both Slenderman. Right they were both Slenderman. <laughs> yes. Christmas Slenderman. Yeah, Slenderman with a long beard. Yep, yeah, that's right. Anyway, and so they, they did become friends and, and uh, because Slenderman. Oh god damn it! <laughs> no Christmas like Slater man. Because <laughs> the anyway the insane asylum was really only like an hour outside London, so they weren't it wasn't really as that the far away. Flies. Or on the train, yeah. An hour. Oh yeah, there were trains as the train flies. <laughs> Murray would go see Doctor Minor. 
Okay, like not all the time, but you know, often. Like, they're they talk about stuff. In the old days, you know, you'd see your friends every six months, and that's totally normal. Yep. Yeah, and uh, they kind of chilled, and then, uh, and then they, uh, and then uh, something exciting happened. Yeah. Something so okay, we <laughs> have to talk about how crazy Doctor Minor is. So he during the day. He seemed to be a very normal, maybe slightly eccentric guy, but, you know, fairly, fairly sane. He didn't seem like someone who needed to be in a, in a mental vision for decades. No. But then at night, he would, like, have all these visions. He thought people were trying to... Fuck him. Yeah, trying to fuck him. Like, literally <laughs> sneaking, in the, sneaking under the door. and They like, were crawling, he crawling in the ceiling, the ceiling to drop down and just jack him off all night. Yeah. Why was he complaining? Because <laughs> <laughs> his skin hurts after Sweet. a while. <laughs> But he was and a chronic masturbator. They say that at one point, too. Well, it's because he was having fever dreams about being, you know, raped. He probably was doing that in real life. Is that, is that wrong? To, uh, if loving wrong? yourself is wrong, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so he just, you know, would. it was so... Um, he was very disturbed. Yeah, he was batshit crazy. He was batshit crazy he, because... He was having and then, shit that was ins- just the craziest shit. Yeah. Constant rape dreams all night, every night for decades. For decades. And he... Yep. Uh, he felt, and so eventually, even when he's like really pretty old, I want to say he was in his sixties, in his seventies. Sure, he was yeah. like he he decided to take matters into his own hands, <laughs> literally, <laughs> because had... in tried to in a extremely desperate attempt to get rid of the demons he thought were affecting him. Yeah, a bit of a meltdown, you could say. Bit of a meltdown, yeah. This is meltdown by six point. That's about the right size too. <laughs> Thickness wise, way to go. <laughs> Good for you, dude. This is a double IPA with Mandarina, Bavaria, and Mosaic. I don't know what those ones are. I guess they're hops. I mean, Mosaic we know for sure, but the other ones I never heard of. I guess if they're all on the same list, I would assume they're hops. I concur. I thought you were going to say Mandarin oranges, but then you went fancy. It's a Mandarina. Unless like a Mandarina is a type of Mandarin orange. It's a, it's a, it's a Chinese ballerina. <laughs> I get it. This is I mean, a double IPA. How strong is this? 7.8. Ooh. Hmm. It's got a... Super citrusy. Yeah. It tastes like I'm biting a fucking orange. Maybe a mandarin orange? A mandarin orange, yeah. Oh, we're going to want like a mandarina. I like this. I like this a lot. Cloudy. Yeah, it's good. Kind of New Englandy thing. So he cuts off his own dick. <laughs> yeah, premeditated. He, like, because he's a doctor, he has this whole plan to do it slightly to put on his medically. Dick tourniquet. <laughs> yeah, yeah basically, that's what he, he knew did. How to, as a doctor, he only knew how to cut things off. <laughs> he couldn't get any leeches. <laughs> he just puts on like a heavy duty cock ring, beats off a few times, and then he, cuts he, his dick off. He had a knife that he used for cutting something else. Like it was for cutting, cutting the books because like he could yeah. get the they were like rough drafts. Yeah, oh, yeah, like make no. the pages smooth. Like first printing, <laughs> and he better his... than paper cutting your dick off. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> <laughs> that would take a while. Oh, <laughs> cut man. by a thousand cuts. Oh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, it's so bad much. every time. <laughs> <laughs> that would sting. It took him four oh, days. No, oh my god! <laughs> anyway, well, the night. No, well, yeah. Basically, he hatches his whole plan, and he does it. He and he cuts his own dick off. That'll keep the demons away. That's what <laughs> and he thought. It doesn't work. No. <laughs> <laughs> now they're just raping me in the butt. Oops. <laughs> no, they're just like touching his stub, and uh, <laughs> it's like a little, it's a little Vienna sausage. Yeah. It's like a tea candle, <laughs> the tea light. <laughs> <laughs> and as I told Mike when I when I read this. I think this was the most disturbing thing I'd ever read. This this little passage, I I agree. And it's it just comes out knowing of that nowhere. It's true, yeah, also. exactly. It, it really did come out of nowhere. It's true. Well, and it came out of his dick, actually. Speaking of which, we have one more beer. Also for this event, there's a lot of 
parallel thinking about this book. I mean, it's really, it's the part that stands out the most. I mean, the dictionary yep. has the longest lasting effect on the world, but this has the longest Ooh. lasting effect on my psyche. This is Stranger Than Fiction, a porter from Collective Arts Brewing that Nate brought. So whenever we're making an episode, we usually text each other when we make trips to the beer store to prevent buying the same beer. And uh, I happened to go first this time, and I said, I got meltdown. Nate was like, oh, fuck. I was going to get that one. I had just had that at a bar. And I was like, oh, this, is, this was good. I need to find a can of this. And then <laughs> minutes later. It was really like minutes later. Oh, I just got stuff. I get, oh, including meltdown by six points. like, oh, fuck. How did he do that? But yeah, it, it, it is stranger than fiction. He cut his own dig off. And they have the word for it, right? Like autopendectomy or something like that? Is that what yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe there's a word for that. I guess you just combine the just roots. Put auto in front of it. Do you yeah. think that's in the dictionary? I bet the unabridged one. Yeah, sure. Dedicated to the founder of the dictionary. I gave myself an autopendectomy. <laughs> Dr. Charles Minor. <laughs> Dr. Charles Minor Chester. William Chester Minor. For some reason, I could not keep. They're also straight. British. <laughs> they just sound the well, same. One guy's from like Connecticut. You went to Yale. Yeah, one, like one super did the Scottish. Okay, Mur- Murray guy. is quite a Scottish name, or Jewish. That's true. But yeah, the other guy is American. American. So then. uh this is, oh, by the way, this beer we didn't talk about. Nice porter, light, mm-hmm. thin body, but it has a nice like cocoa like kind of flavor to it. I don't like this at all. I dig it. It tastes like uh, cigarettes and coffee. I don't get the cigarettes, but I get the coffee. I'm going to have more of this uh, meltdown mm-hmm. before I give myself an in. Me, <laughs> That's not where the pee is stored, Michael. So the reason why I picked Stranger Than Fiction is if this was in a fiction book or a movie you would, or a TV show, you would go, no one would ever do that. That is so stupid. And you would lose... You would just not believe it. Like, that's yeah. something you... There's no amount of disbelief you could suspend that would go, oh, yeah, that's, that's fine. As a man, I would never do that. Yeah, exactly. I but yet... balls. <laughs> he didn't cut those off. Well, he's definitely he definitely wasn't a pussy. Those, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just the fact that this is a non-fiction book, you know, that, no, that really happened, that somebody really is that crazy, stranger than fiction. I like how they talk about the uh, like the ledgers and shit that the doctors keep, where it's all just like you know they sit down and they write about the simpletons that they treat and, like, and the mm, flowery. This dude is fucking nuts. And then it's just scribbled in pencil, like and he cut his dick off. <laughs> 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 Whatever the WTF nineteen oh five British equivalent of that is, he excised yeah. his member or <laughs> something ridiculous. But he, but he did it in a way that he wouldn't bleed out. Yeah, yeah. He, like tied it off because he was a doctor. He knew what to do because that was the cure. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could still jack it, even if you didn't have a dick. Well, he, a, really he left like an inch of dick behind. But you don't have any nerves. In you the, don't, in the the you don't even if you believe. <laughs> it, unfortunately, it did not work for him. He was still crazy and was still molested yes, by the Yes, cutting his goblins. penis yeah. off did not alleviate his paranoid schizophrenia. <laughs> Note to self, <laughs> no matter how bad things get, <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> not going to fix anything. Start with a ball. <laughs> anyway, so eventually... um. Dr. Murray, Charles, no. Minor? William, no. Just talking about, no, the other one. James, James Murray, Murray. James Murray, he basically dies, and the dictionary is only half done. He dies of an old age. Because it takes so fucking long. Decade. It took, I mean, he spent 30 years on it, 40 years on it, and it was only half done. He built a special thing on his property. Like yeah. A dictionary. A weird, hard, a weird Yeah, like a shed in his backyard. It was made out of like corrugated steel. Yeah. Everyone complained about how ugly it, it was. It was like a shanty town. Yes, and they just had cubbies where they just shoved papers. It was like the world's, it was like a world's glorified like mailroom. Yeah, they had exactly. Robinson's just like a bunch yeah. of cubbies. Like this goes in a. And just they had so much paper because they were getting like a thousand slips a day. Imagine how people. many paper cuts they got. Enough to that cut a dangerous. dick off. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, one dick was lost. <laughs> 
averaged it out. Hence the <laughs> dictionary. <laughs> that's why they called it that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, eventually, somewhere around 1905, 1910, uh, they ship Dr. Minor they back get him to like, the States. Basically, like a compassionate release. Yeah. And he's, he's already too old and really up. old. And he has no dick. <laughs> he's dickless. Yeah, just like, dude, just let him go. And he's dickless, yeah. So they What's just, he going to do now? <laughs> so they send him back to the States where well, he lives only a couple more years and then dies. Well, he, well, first he goes to like a military hospital or something like that. Yeah. I know. That's where the good care is in the United States. Send him to the hospital for veterans. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Back then, it was fine because the doctors were still just cut his legs off. Well, this it might have been like it's 1910 or something. Maybe they were starting to electrocute people, you know. Oh, okay. In yeah. the name of medicine, <laughs> it'll cure him with the power of electricity. Well, they eventually, do they listen to his family or to a psych ward? Essentially, I, I think his family because he had a younger brother or somebody that always was like looking out for his money and making sure he had brandy or whatever <laughs> in his room, <laughs> just the good stuff. He also, we skipped over how he kind of befriended the widow of the man he killed. Oh, yeah. And she got, he got her to uh, bring him books. books. Yeah, bring him books. Yeah, but then she just like drank herself to death anyway. Yeah, she was an alky. So those kids were all fucked. Yeah. And all, half those kids killed them. themselves or died anyway. It was pretty pathetic. Yeah. It, Sad. It, yeah, it was, it was bad. But she like forgave him. She's like, oh, he's crazy. And because he, he supported them. He, so. he, he gave her a, a pretty decent percentage of his monthly income from his pension. And then well, she, he supported the family because he killed their dad. So. And then she drank that away. Yeah. And then the kids were still starving. But he'd send her out to go buy books. She'd go do that. But that was a short-lived thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that was really Winchester's goal to not forget about that dead guy. Like He seemed to want to keep him in the narrative. Well, and it, it was, you know, it's because if you had left it out, it would have been just like, look at all this great shit. He was like, actually, he killed this dude because he was fucking nuts. Yeah. And he ruined 11,000 children's lives. Yes. An entire shanty of children was just <laughs> immediately made worse. Uh, but then he goes and he's eventually released to like home care when he's like an eighty-something-year-old dickless old man. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, that was like it might as well be two hundred years old. Yeah, especially when, when, he when he had been living in the insane asylum for basically fifty years. Yeah, he had a rough time, and then he died. And then the dictionary came out. I think the dictionary came out like after. I mean, they were publishing each letter. Yeah, yeah, like the final volume, and then like the final like extra volume of extra words. They hey, collect the whole got, set, yeah. you know. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Then they, uh, well, it t- it t- uh, what is it? Fucking! It was like they told a. Uh, it took them a while to like re-release a complete version, which much tinier print that they could fit all the letters into, because it was like letter by letter mm-hmm. for a while. And then it was like, wow, revolutionary idea! Make it letters real small. Well, this is still when people had to fucking like the pr- they talk about the printers who would read shit upside down and backwards at oh. s- at fluent speed to lay the bricks or the tiles or whatever the fuck you call them. Type t- the yeah okay is that what this is? is that what each one little piece is called it? a type? I think so. Sounds right. Pronounced tipe. <laughs> From the Latin. <laughs> so they have to like stack that shit in there, make a page, like reading off the thing. Like it was an amazing set of skills these guys had, you know, that are totally useless today. Yeah. Yeah, totally useless. But, but they'd make, you know, like a sheet of all this crap. And then to shrink that down, it must be really hard to do that. The tile with were tiny, very, tiny. very tiny. They use child fingers. Mm, there you go. But I think, you know, I'm. I don't know. Do they even like still sell physical copies of the unabridged dictionary? I have no idea. I mean, it must be a really fucking I'm sure expensive it exists, thing. Sure, like, it might be like, one from the last printing twenty years ago or something. I have no fucking idea. I remember going to the bookstore in uh, my my youth, and there was a dictionary that was like a, a fucking cinder block. Yeah, and the pages were tissue thin. You know, like I can't imagine Bible like Bible pages. There's like a secondary job where someone decides bridged or unabridged for each word. <laughs> 
<laughs> like this word isn't isn't worth putting in the good version. There were so many goofy, weird words that got mentioned in the book that I can't remember any of them now. But There's a lot of words that no one uses anymore. Well, going especially in the section where Winchester talks about the older dictionaries, where it was about finding like words for the genteel scholar, you know, whatever. It's so you could like circle jerk about interesting words that you knew. No, wait, and it was also the point of writing the dic- dictionary was for women. Yes. To help them because they keep up in society. Yeah. And their little female brains can't just learn words. <laughs> Which was the implication, but also often they weren't allowed to go to school. So yeah. in order to keep up with the men who were able to go to school. Yeah. And then cut their dicks off. Yeah. <laughs> yes, also that. All right, so then it ends and the book came out. And then he just like, has like one little stinger. like, but we should all be thankful for that guy who got shot. And then this all started. You know, I feel bad for him. If that guy hadn't gotten shot, he might not have ever had the dictionary. Or it would have been way shittier. That's kind of how it ends. I was mm-hmm. like, this is stupid, dude. I'm sure that part will be cut out of the movie. Yeah, they're not going to put that guy in the movie very much. Yep. Speaking of which, the reason why we're doing this book is because it's going to be a movie that's coming out <laughs> right this now. Week. Yeah, yeah, like when in two we're... days or something. Yep. Um, starring Mel Gibson <laughs> as James Murray and Sean Penn as the crazy William Chester Minor. Can I say the joke again? You it's can like say the 15th the joke. time now yeah, that I, and I don't remember. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's appropriate that he's playing the guy who cuts off his dick. Sean No Penis. <laughs> penis, no? Uh-huh. It was so much funnier mm-hmm. before. Yeah, we, we've heard it a lot of times now, so. Uh-huh. It's lost impact. Like his little stuff. His, his dick never <laughs> lost its impact. <laughs> Which would be an interesting set of characters. I did not picture a Mel Gibson type. No. Who's he, just he can grow a mean um, beard, though. Oh, yeah. Beard, yeah. And, Look and, like and a, he is mean, so that's appropriate. Yes, he is mean. And he's going to spend a lot of this screen time finding. Synonyms for the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure they don't get into the dictionary. They started all the wars and the conflicts <laughs> and, the, and the problems. Uh, I, I don't know how, I mean, I could see this making an interesting movie, but they're probably going to have to condense the drama of it. Like, what, what is the They're going to leave yeah. out a lot of the dictionary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, It's yeah. not going to be about <laughs> the fine points of linguistics. Lexicography. Yeah. Cocography? Yeah. That's not what I Lost said. Lostocography? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine art. <laughs> yeah, it's a... But, you know what? I'll check it out at some point. Probably not. You know, I'm not going to line up on opening night to watch it, but... No one it. is going to line up on opening night. <laughs> That's a kind of star-studded movie about a fucking dude who cuts off his own dick in the dictionary. They're going to hear to have a the Oscar movie about how the it. dictionary was made. You know what? <laughs> Sean Penn might win an Oscar for cutting off his own dick. He's a real method actor. That'd be impressive. If he actually did it, then he deserves it. Okay, give him, I'll give him that. <laughs> so that's that book. That's the whole book. And this is our first episode of the new year. Yeah. 2019. The wow. future. So how'd you guys do on your, uh, your reading challenges like a year since our last uh, New Year's thing? Everyone had a goal for what they were going to read in 2018. How'd you guys do? My goal was 100, and I ended up at about 110. Mm-hmm. So Very I did cool. fine. Nice. My goal was 50, and I knew that I was going to get that because we did 52 <laughs> just for this. And yeah. I, did, I did about 90, so I did pretty good. Awesome. That's like twice what I did the year before. So Before? Yeah. yeah. The one before now. My uh, goal was 100, and I squeaked out 100 by some. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> by uh, reading a lot of plays. <laughs> well, you I had, had a, a bit child, of an excuse. So. You had a kid. My wife had the kid. I still have to you take care there. of her. <laughs> Apparently, it's mine. She's very cute, but I got to take care of that kid and shit. Yeah. My reading has kind of dropped off, or did for a while. You can switch to audiobooks. Oh, that's what some people do. And then they <laughs> count that. And they're like, I read 110 books, and I listened to them. <laughs> I'm cutting this section. Curious, <laughs> because he listens to everything. <laughs> uh, any highlights from the year? Uh, 
we did so many fucking books for this podcast. Honestly, I can't remember what I read this year <laughs> yeah. and other years. It was so many, but I can't remember them. I, it's hard. They kind of all blur together. Follow us on Goodreads that we never update, and you could see uh, some so, of the things you're So don't bother here. following us on Goodreads. No, but you know, you see the things we, we, most of the things we did on the podcast, I think we're actually pretty good, except the shit we read to just make fun of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Perhaps in the new year, we should use the podcast Goodreads account every time we read a book, not just for mm. the podcast. But it'll be but hard also addition. because we feel differently about each book. True. So we have it like an aggregate score. And we'll just put it in as four stars. Just that we did. It'll average. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's rare. You'll be five. I'll be four. The great compromiser. Put it as four stars. But anyway, we'll uh, yeah, we should get up up, on that. update every time we read a book, not just for the podcast, but also on our own. Mm-hmm. Goals for this year? I want to say, I'll guess I'll make a goal of 100 again, cause, but I don't know how I'm going to keep finding books I'm interested in. It's like You're going to have to start reading a lot of shit. That's what I'm worried about. Running out of books at this point. You would think so. I don't think that's true. I mean, running out of books that you're actually interested in, like, I guess I should read this. I mean, that's what I thought a year ago. Like, how am I possibly going to keep up, keep finding books I'm interested in? But yet, did it again. You should be fine eventually, but it's you're going to have to read some shit you don't care about. Yeah. Or I mean, maybe it'll end up being good and you didn't... Like, there was a lot of ones I, I never thought I would enjoy. It's like, oh, people say this is good or I was told this is fine and I had no idea what the fuck it even was. It turned out being good. No. But, mm-hmm. it, I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a billion books we've never even heard of. There's also new shit coming out every, every day. So We've still got to read all the, all the stuff that already came out, let alone new stuff. Jesus. True. So there's always like stuff out there. Um, I always use like award-winning things or like the thousand one books. It's like a go-to. Like if I can't think of something, I'm like oh, I'll check that out and cross yeah. that off the list. But Certainly. that's because I am obsessed with lists. But really, are you? I've been. I've made a list of the times you've, you've said it. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, <laughs> but there's plenty of things that like you know you should read. And, and I don't know if you necessarily have to read everything because you're going to love that book. Because you're not going to love every book. That's silly. No, certainly. But there are things that you should read just to like understand why that's famous or understand why people reference that or understand why that's influential. Definitely. You know, and, and if, you, if you have that attitude, then there's so much shit out there to read. Would you read the dictionary? Like cover to cover? Yeah. That sounds horrifically boring. Yeah. It also doesn't sound like effective. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's You're going to know so many words by the end. I think there's a book like about a guy who did that. You know, like, it might be, the, is it the same guy who read the I bet he was really good at Scrapple. <laughs> But it is that guy that been why who writes the it. books like, oh, I spent a year living biblically. I spent a year... Oh, it's like being, a stunt. Like, stunt. I forgot that guy. Jacob's a... a so he's like Douchebag Robbins. <laughs> I think that's... It was <laughs> Douchebag Robbins. But yeah, he, he... The guy who writes books about that kind of thing, or the book where he read the entire unabridged Ox, um, Encyclopedia Britannica. Wow, I'd uh, rather kill myself. And he's just boring, just plowing through crap. You know, it's like a fun... I, mean, I, I read that book, but I can't remember his name now, but... I don't think reading the dictionary is going to be the best way for you to learn words, if that's no, your goal. Definitely not. No. But I, I would not read the dictionary. But there's tons of even shit like this, like these pop history books. They're not super rigorous in their, you know, historiography, but they just tell a cool story, and they're just, you know, it's just stranger than fiction. You're like, there's, there's true mm-hmm. shit out there that's interesting. There's a lot of stuff to read. So I'm going to shoot for another 100 this year. And if I have to get desperate, I'll start counting the, kids I read, uh, the books I read to my kid. Especially, you know, because you can read it multiple times. That's true. <laughs> I know five times in one day. <laughs> I know a uh, legend uh, that could. <laughs> I know a person who works as a librarian, a children's librarian, and maintains a Goodreads account. And you're like, oh, I read 200 books this year. Like, no, you read like 11 pages though, because they're counting every children's book. Like, I really don't think Llamas Wear Pajamas is like a novel that you read this year. No, I mean I know it's a book, but 
it, even so, every year I read 100 books or so, and there's always a couple where I'm like, that's kind of cheating. <laughs> I counted that long, short story as a book because I was clitting down to the wire there. But I'm going to try again. Your goal is 100. Jimmy, what's your goal next year? This year, I should say. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say... I'm going to aim for maybe 100, but I, I don't... And the numbers thing, I don't really care too much. I'd rather... I'm going to try and focus on authors I like. I just want to read all their stuff. That's fair. That's... Like, by the time this comes out, I'll maybe have one or two Cormac McCarthy books left before I read all of his stuff. I like to read more Murakami. I like his stuff. It's, some of it's dumb as shit, but I like his stuff. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to more just, like, focus on different people. I've read... I think I've read almost all of Vandermeer's stuff. Hmm. At this point, actually, I don't actually know how many of my fucking books he's read. He's also read a lot of weird, read, read a lot of weird shit. But like, I, I guess I, it's, if I'm going like a numbers game, it's not. I'm not saying I'm above it, but I'd, I'd rather not read a bunch of shit that I don't care about just for the sake of saying I read it. That's fair. I think one of the issues with Goodreads is you have to set a reading challenge, and all you could set is a number of books. <clears throat> number, yeah, like, yeah. So I'll put the number. I'll put the number to like sixty, so that when I beast it, I feel real good about myself. <laughs> I wish there were a way to set like a page number. Because then it would, because when it's yeah, read this many books, certainly. it disencourages, disincentivizes reading long books. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. it was, I want to read. I can read every Goosebumps pages. in a week. Yeah, and exactly. fuck, I say, okay, I read 70 books. Exactly. It's not impressive. Right, but like, so, they're all so a book like It or something like that, that is fucking enormous. Yeah. It's gonna take you could read, you could read, read five books in that time. Yeah. So I wish there were a way to, to, to change that. I guess that would be just... But it's also, being, it's also hard because, you know, the fun. number of pages is different depending on what you read. Sure. Like but the be, font size on your Kindle. But, but it's still... I mean, yeah, but there's like a... There's you no way to by, turn a 200-page book into a 1,000-page book. You could go by no. the number of pages it says on Goodreads. Sure, but actually, if you, if you were a real douche, you could change which edition you read. Because sometimes, like, the oh, trade so paperback is I've, more pages. I've okay. never done that. <laughs> no. I mean, what's the point of doing it now, though? Well, I mean, how many pages is it when you read... The name of the audiobook, and it's like one line. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how many pages you got to read the about. title. <laughs> uh, play. All right, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just a triangle. Yeah. Not even a word. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a delta? Okay, so, uh, well, join us for another year of reading shit and uh, following along, and we'll read another 51 more books this year at least. Wow. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, so also in podcast news. Oh yeah, that's true. We should look at so that. we're at. So we're. If I've counted correctly, this is going to be episode seventy-seven or seventy-eight. One of those two. Because no. I can't count. We have a couple we don't count anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and a couple, a couple of ones that yeah they'll count. Um, and so that's a lot of episodes, seventy-seven or seventy-eight weeks in a row. Yeah, we haven't missed pretty one. Good for good us. For us. I'm uh, pretty impressed. Also, by the time this comes out, we'll be at just about fifty thousand downloads. Oh fuck! That's yeah. more than the number of people I know. That's pretty cool. It, by a lot. It's and like 10,000 times. <laughs> and uh, by Jimmy's last count, somewhere around 500 beers. We're at fi- we were at 500 beers back in like, oh, yeah. Well, that includes, well, because episodes haven't come it's, out it's, yet. It's a, loose, it's a loose count. Yep. Also because, you know, sometimes we have beer twice or sometimes there's multiple breweries, but approximately 500 beers, which is, you know, Let's I remember see. about four of them. Mm-hmm. And we had six today. <laughs> <laughs> I remember some of them. Uh, yeah, which is pretty awesome. I mean, for uh, we we, uh, we can't quit our jobs yet <laughs> from the no. podcast, but it's pretty. It's been actually way more successful than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening. And if you've suffered through this show, uh, please do leave us a review. That actually helps us a lot. In addition to you, you listening, mm-hmm. so leave us a review wherever you're listening, and just uh, 
Just give it a five stars. You could send us the nastiest email you want about what you really feel. As long as you put in five stars. But five stars is really helpful for us. The more good ratings you get, the more free beer and books you get, which we will uh, never share with you. But, you know, we'll (laughs) we'll talk about them and you could listen. And hopefully that's, that's fair enough. But we do appreciate your review. Uh, you can send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc <laughs> or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.